Hello, hello, and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Crypto Valley Association podcast. You're listening to season three. I am your host, Shraz Ahmed, and we're just about ready to kick off another bite-sized episode with you all today. Many thanks to Cyberbank for supporting this initiative as they pursue their mission to redefine finance for the new economy. I have no doubt that our special guest today will be able to tell us a bit more about that. Now let's discover together the growing trends of this fast-moving space and try to shed some light on the mysteries it contains. Today, on the very first episode, we are joined by Guido Rula, Chief Executive Officer of Seba Bank, a pioneer in the financial industry, providing a seamless, secure, and easy-to-use bridge between digital and traditional assets. So let's dive straight into the world of banking. Hello, Guido. How are you doing today? Great. Thanks. Thank you very much for the invitation. It's our pleasure. I mean, what, how about we, we start off things here today by allowing you to share with us your first blockchain-related experience? Well, it was um, a call of a family office client. It prior the SEPA adventure. Uh, I was running with another co-founder, Philip Barreto, family office. And one of our, our client called us in 2017, early uh, on, and uh, asked us to establish a crypto portfolio, where my uh, answer was how you spell uh, crypto and um, what is it is all about. And that was basically start into diving and understanding blockchain up to the point where then I understood in, I remember on the 27th December on at five o'clock in the evening in a bar, that blockchain is a, a multi-purpose uh, technology that has four attributes, which allows to basically redefine the roles and responsibility in the infrastructure of finance in its, in its entirety. And uh, the conclusion of that was for me to really approach it from a top-down perspective. And uh, that was the idea and the beginning of Seba Bank. Wow, fantastic. And, and why don't you tell us more about Seba Bank and what Seba Bank represents, vision, mission, and, and ethos? Yeah, so uh, so basically it's very obvious for uh, the audience here, but it's still worthwhile to reiterate, right? Uh, blockchain is more than crypto and crypto is more than Bitcoin. And uh, with its multifunction purpose technology, it's clear that the finance has a new tool set. It can uh, redefine elements on the asset and the liability side, on the primary market and the secondary market to all various client segments. And that is really what SEPA Bank is all about, to provide this holistic service offering to the various client segments. So how are we doing this? Uh, initially, we started out to be the full bridge, right? So between the digital and traditional world. Initially, our clients uh, were private clients or private clients with institutional needs. And then uh, clients that are already familiar with the crypto world and wanted to have a more seamless experience. In the meantime, uh, we have a lot of I call it traditional money, institutional traditional money, like other banks, pension funds, hedge funds, independent asset managers that are looking for a fully regulated capability with institutional service capability across the life cycle of a, a, a product. 
And what are we doing? Are we offering digital banking services, typical ramps services for the G20 currencies and also maybe for some more exotic ones for our partners. Uh, we have a, a wallet associated to that is a, a card, debit or a credit card, and with our superior custody capabilities. Then we have, as another uh, capability, we have a trading and credit platform. It's probably the most integrated platform that currently exists, uh, which is uh, based on, uh, on a principal basis. So when you deal with us, the deal is uh, secured and agreed. You don't have to um, care anymore about uh, market slippage or execution risk. It's, it's done at this particular moment without commission and without additional mining costs. And we also provide um, credit services, typical crypto lending, but also what we have done, we also have financed real estate on the back of uh, Bitcoin holdings and uh, typical mm -hmm. investment finance. Then our third element is the investment products. We have in launched various uh, investment products. One is Sebox, which is a, a basket of selected cryptocurrencies based on a on a official buy side research capability that we have in line with the Swiss Banking Association. That's very important for the traditional money that comes in, that they can um, give evidence they, that their uh, investment decision is based on a, a reliable source. Mm. Uh, lately, last week, we have also have launched our uh, Polkadot uh, tracker certificate that is also listed on the exchange. Uh, also representing uh, the views on what kind of protocols or players we believe are playing an important role in the future. And last but not least, it's all about origination. We have digital corporate finance function that is obviously doing the digitalization of assets. We all know the story about that, but also for selected counterparties and mandates, we accept mandates for uh, crypto and uh, for corporate finance, really helping to raise equity for various companies. So um, that's uh, quite a holistic offering, providing a full suite of services at a one-stop shop. Yeah, definitely a very, very full and complete and inclusive uh, sweet suite of services then. I'm really looking forward to deep diving individually to to quite a few of them, but, but maybe just start off by by congratulating you i mean you just received digital startup of the year award from the from the it group i mean this must be uh incredible uh news for you i mean how, how do you react to to hearing uh, such news and, and what does this uh, mean to you it means a lot to us as a team it's clearly um people are uh, always driven by uh, you know a purpose and, and the mission and then with full pride we are executing and that is always you know the things that you work on you are quite of quite proud of it but it's then even nicer if there is an external recognition that uh, also manifests that what you have what you do and what you, what has been achieved is a sort of a cool thing so we are very proud of it, particularly that uh, award is uh, issued by a very company with a significant renome and uh, has a significant credibility in tech space. So uh, yes, we, we, we are pro proud uh, having received that award. 
Incredible, yeah, un undoubtedly so. I mean, uh, you know, most of us found out about about Cyberbank from the news in, in August 2019, right? When the, when the financial, the Swiss Financial Market Authority (FINMA) they granted you with with a banking license, becoming one of the first financial service providers in the space to have done so. I mean, this is where you're at now. But tell us more about that moment, maybe in the past of of how that felt to receive that award then and, and how far you've come uh, to winning digital startup of the year. It's incredible. So, yes. So basically you start, you start with uh, planning the bank, right? So when I had the idea the 27th of December, 2017, the first, I had to find some people that are crazy enough to embark on that journey. And we met the first time on the 2nd February, 2018. And at that time, you know, do we still need a bank? If yes, how does a bank look like? And we were kind of in the planning the bank phase until uh, the 1st of October. Uh, when we, in the meantime, presented our blueprint to the regulator and by, we were super positively surprised that we got an affirmative action. We also have been that, at that time raised uh, 100 million to build the bank and kick off the bank. So then on the 1st of October, we went in to build the bank. That was super exciting. So from, from six people, we ended up eventually uh, to 65 people until August 2019 when we obtained the license. And then uh, eventually we kicked off the, the running the bank, uh, accepting our first client, which was me, by the way, uh, in November 2019. It was um, it was a quite a significant transition, right? Because build the bank is a project mode. You're very excited. You are reporting to the regulator, but then uh, when you go live, you are um, you know you are uh, monitored by the regulator, and it's super important for the regulator that uh, an organization has its full stability and things are going the way in process and products as you you know intended to do versus then every startup has its pivoting moment and you have to be very agile. And so uh, the excitement was uh, super great uh, in August uh, when we obtained the license, but also then we had a bit of a reality <laughs> check when we started to run the bank. And to give a bit of context, uh, in July now, as we are in 2021, it's only the seventh quarter that we are running the business. And it's been a heck of a journey. So we have been, uh, we have growth rates of 12% on a client base compounded on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. We were growing assets uh, by 30% on a compounding basis. We had uh, trading volumes 70%. So significant growth in the meantime. And it's a super exciting journey, but it's, it's not easy to be a bank and a startup in a space that has to redefine itself, so to speak. Yes, and well, those are truly some incredible numbers that, that you just shared there. And, and I'm, I'm sure that a lot of that comes from uh, the, the community, right? I mean, the user uh, acquisition, having more people join you as well, where some of this community, of course, they're kind of maybe a little bit against banks, which we'll, we'll touch upon a little bit later. But I want to focus now a little bit just on, on the community side. And you mentioned then the new announcement of uh, the, the Polkadot ETP. I mean, maybe you can talk us through a little bit more about like, maybe not why Polkadot, but why, how do you come across listing new new products? How the focus on the community when taking into consideration 
new products, new releases, and, and the likes? So the, yes, uh, it's a it's a very good question. It's a, so one of uh, blockchain from a cultural perspective also means three things, right? It's it's about open so, uh, open source. It's about collaboration and it's about sharing. So that's also when we moved into build the bank space, we announced ourselves at that time because it was very key. It was very important to us that we learn from the community. You know, we were sort we were not embedded in the community and we were a sort of an outlier in the traditional world. And it was super important for me to be fully connected. And that really helped us to, to you know, onboard some super experts into the organization that saw the vision and uh, wanted to be part of that journey. Mm. Uh, the second point is when we are now, there's about, I think it's eight, more than 8,000 uh, assets or, or tokens are listed on various exchanges. Mm. Uh, we have to be very careful who we are, we are in, engaging with, you know, what kind of protocol we endorse. And as a, as a bank, you just do have to know that we, we're not about getting an asset in. It's really about uh, integrating a blockchain, a, a protocol, and that protocol will issue certain assets. And once we integrate a protocol, uh, with the protocol, we can, we can issue products or assets, we can store them, uh, we can finance them, we can distribute them, we can trade them, we also can do the forensic in, in, the, in the context of uh, money laundry laws and all the, uh, on the likes. So it's, it's a quite an important step. And, and so the selection is basically bottom up and top down, uh, bottom up in terms of um, who is behind the protocol, what is the governance therefore, how immutable is the technology, how robust is it, what is the development um, environment, the adaption. So that's one criteria. And then from a top-down perspective is also the interest from potential uh, investors, uh, the interest in terms of the space that, that the particular protocol wants to engage and is there an asset class that's in particularly interesting or a, a use case, so to speak. And uh, we are very, very careful about this. And then we are selecting a range of potential protocols. And uh, like an investment committee, there are very difficult and thorough conversations until we come to a conclusion and take the decision. And for instance, like Polkadot, Polkadot then adapt that uh, as an asset class with a wide view for full adoption into the organization and then even list that uh, the tracker on a Swiss digital or the Swiss exchange. Uh, the Swiss digital exchange is uh, soon to come. Great. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that detailed explication there. And, and so this is a question, I mean, we, we often bring up in, in, in the podcast, actually, it's as the Crypto Valley is based in Switzerland and, and you are you're, yourself. Um, tell us more about the decision on basing Cyberbank in Switzerland and not another jurisdiction, maybe like uh, Singapore, for example, or, or elsewhere around the world, or even what is really attractive in your opinion about the Swiss ecosystem? So Crypto Valley established by a coincidence, basically, right? I mean, <laughs> we had um, where the Sebo um, Bank is located today, the Colin Plots uh, 15 to 
it was before was the, the government um, the, of the city. And as you know, that was where the first um, cryptocurrency was accept, accepted as a, as a payment. And uh, it was at that decision was um, uh, basically, you know, the, the conclusion for the decision was by the, the city government being approached from some crypto valley individuals that the government would accept this new concept of money. And why do I say that? It is a typical example of how Switzerland works. And it's, it's, a, it's a little bit like it's a decentralized government. When we talk about decentralized ledger technology, it is still, you know, the, the power of many of structure policy or fiscal policy is with the community in, in the city. And then it's obviously embedded in the county or the canton. Mm. And then it goes up to the nation. And uh, this distribution allows much quicker adaption to innovation. Uh, so that's that's the first thing. And in, in line with that DNA sharing, in a way, at that time, the, the prime minister, Schneider Almond, said, we want to, Switzerland wants to be the crypto nation of the world and ac actually promoted many of those thoughts. And that all brought new talents from all over the world into the crypto valley to Zug and Zug in itself is a cluster of various eco players. So we have a lot of commodities, we have life, sci life science, health, license right. Many of the big supranationals are residing here. And so it's, it has a very fruitful ground of collaboration, collaboration and sharing. And it's, it's supported by this groove. And um, that's how it, it all comes together. And then last but not least, Switzerland has this concept of a universal bank, um, which is not an official statement. You know, people say a banking license, but a banking license that doesn't, doesn't qualify in itself what kind of banking license. So you have pure remittance license up to the biggest degree of licensing, which is a universal bank, which doesn't exist in the US where you know, savings bank, mortgage bank, that all has to be separated. And we applied for this. And it's almost like being over-licensed initially, but I believe the technology will now present with so many new opportunities that um, with this particular license that Seba Bank has obtained, we can adapt very fast and provide solution. And we are not, we are not blocked or we have a hurdle by asking for further um, uh, license granting by the regulator. And this, this is all the three, three elements. So it's the structure policy of the government, it's the support of the government, and then it's the regulatory environment that we have. Oh, great, yeah, it's very, uh, very concise there. And, and I think you mentioned some really, really interesting points. And I think a lot of them reside as well around the, the educational topics, right? I mean, you need to kind of know of course, uh, uh, what, what what you're talking about before, knowing where to, to base yourself. And, and we often hear about the importance of education. And of course, we've seen Seba bring out uh, Sebaversity, along with uh, actually one of the newly elected board members of the Crypto Valley Association, Marcel uh, Harman, who, who is mm -hmm. leading uh, Sebaversity. Can, can you tell us more about your thoughts on, on education and how you're promoting education through, uh, through Seba? From, from the very beginning, it was clear to me that we have to do some demystification. And therefore, 
education is a, was a super important element from 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 the start on and i have learned that you know that maybe the people from the community they uh, are very deep into blockchain and then obviously crypto is sort of the killer app of it right and there was a very fresh but maybe also a bit a naive approach to it and then you had the more the traditional guys that uh, you know don't want to think outside of the box and uh, it's all very fragmented and then you have uh, many users that deal with money or finances but they don't really understand the entire universe of finance what's out there and bringing these three dimensions together was uh, super important that's why we worked very early uh, with on that concept we also working with various universities to give this education and you have to be aware it's a total we call it a non-profit arm but what i want to say is that education is totally agnostic it's never a push to to sell something or to position several the content in itself is very pure and honest and and not drifted on one side uh, and gives basically everyone the chance to understand and the concept of seboversity has a free user types you know first of all we have the curious these are the people they have heard about it and they would like to get a, an intro understanding the one on one of things then we have the 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 content of the explorer has already done stuff uh, likes to do more but is not sure what are the do's and the don'ts or have identified certain shortcomings and are, are looking how to overcome these shortcomings and then we have the experts where we have gatherings with some you know people uh, around a particular asset class they would like to understand uh, what tokenization means what are the real benefits or not all all the likes and um, that's how seboversity is fully embedded now we are educating hundreds of banking relationship managers in seboversity to make themselves qualified and comfortable to talk about this new asset class to their um, clients in their financial institution. Wow. Okay. And I think actually that, that follows very well into one of the last questions, unfortunately, of this episode is that, I mean, you're, you're probably familiar with the term buy Bitcoin, buy banks. And, and, and we've seen through several actually that it's possible to do both and not to choose between either or. I mean, tell us more about your thoughts on the potential development of the banking space alongside that of the crypto markets and, and blockchain technology. Yeah, well, I maybe start on 30,000 feet and flying with the needles, <laughs> right? Um, so we have these free internets, right? We had internet of communication, which basically disrupted the entire um, uh, you know, communication space, media, and the emergence of social media, where suddenly we were producers and consumers at the same time, right? Then we had the Internet of Things, which I always call uh, the, um, the iPhone or the smartphone to be, to be um, the symbol of inter bringing all these um, various dimensions together. And then it's, it's the Internet of Value, which is basically blockchain. And in line with that, my vision in the, how we position and how I see the strategy is we want to be the smart bank of new finance. 
And smart bank, what does it mean, right? It's, it's three things. It's connectivity in various ways, connectivity, electronically, APIs. It can be directly or through, through the P2P layer. Then the second one is access to a full ecosystem. So SEPA has, as I mentioned, this very holistic offering and people can connect from a one particular angle and then various organical follow-ups are happening in that context. And I also believe that the future is that many of the networks that today exist, is it Messenger or social media or what have you, they would like to have an integrated wallet. And if that integrated wallet is actually a wallet provided by a bank, you have your bank with you in your community, which uh, gives a totally new dimension of interaction and possibility. And last but not least is uh, the third element is self-directed capabilities that you get all the, the analytics in a way presented that you can execute in line with your desires. And that's basically where I think it's heading to. In the next five years, nobody talks specifically or explicitly about blockchain and crypto, but it's just the nature of doing finance in a new form. It's a wonderful way to to, to conclude, I think. I mean, Seba, the smart bank, and it's, uh, yeah, I- I- incredible. I mean, Guido, thank you so much for, for joining us here, here today. Do you, do you have any final words uh, for our listeners? Really, um, thanks very much for, for the interest and time. And obviously, I always invite uh, people to come to us because, you know, if, if people are in front of the door, don't be shy to come in and, uh, and uh, look around. And we are always uh, very excited to hear uh, people's view. And uh, we are a curious organization. Uh, we really want to learn every day and uh, make sure that we can uh, adapt ourselves in line with the demands that uh, people have in the quality the new economy. Wonderful. That, I would like to, that's my last word, so to speak. <laughs> no, that's, that, that's fantastic. And if you enjoy this conversation, feel free to check out more on our website, CryptoValley.Swiss, where we host plenty of events, educational material, and even provide information on how you can join our current community. So thanks again, Guido, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Stay tuned, stay safe, and until next time from the Crypto Valley in Switzerland. Bye-bye.